Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Uh, just before starting this episode, a little disclaimer to inform you that this episode was recorded back in February 2020, which is why we make no mention of the COVID-19 crisis. Please enjoy the conversation. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast. Today, we are at Première Vision and we are talking with Jonathan Cohen. He's the founder of the eponymous brand Jonathan Cohen. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, to begin with, could you please introduce yourself and uh, and your brand, please? Yeah, so my name's Jonathan Cohen. I uh, founded the brand um, with my business partner, Sarah Leff, almost eight years ago. Yeah. Um, she does the business. I do the design. It started with 12 printed dresses that I designed. I always design all the textiles. It's very much what we're known for. Um, and then it's over the last few years that we really had this big uphill swing after we won the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund, or were runners up. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what did you do before? Just to give us a, a, sh a short uh, overview of what you do before uh, yeah. founding the team, uh, founding the, the, the brand, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I moved to New York when I was 19 and went to Parsons. Yeah where I interned for a lot of different designers, such as like Dury, who was really big at the time, and some other young designers, and then eventually ended up freelancing and um, doing different projects with people like Patricia Field and Oscar De Laurenta, where I really got my footing. And then we um, started the company in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Um, in 2011, did we talk about sustainability at the time or not at all? Um, you know, I, it was interesting because I have to give Parsons credit where that's where the, the first time I heard the word sustainability. And I think everyone was trying to figure out what it meant. Yeah. You know, like I had this perception of like very granola, <laughs> like clothing made out of hemp. And that's what I thought it was. And then learning more about it, I realized it was so much more than that. Mm. Um, we didn't really use the word a lot in the company, but there's a lot of things that we were doing that we felt um, we needed to slow down the pace of the way fashion was being produced. Mm -mm. So, you know, we wanted to be at a luxury standpoint. We didn't want to do four collections a year. We mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that we make quality products that last and stay in your closet that you're not throwing away. So, And we also were very conscious about who was making our clothing, which is something that's not really talked about in the world of sustainability because that's also part of it are mm. the people who are actually making your clothing yeah. so while i don't think we filed it under that word it was still mm. something that we are very passionate and yeah. very um it was very important to us mm -mm -mm. what does it mean according to you sustainable fashion i think for me it's always meant being responsible yeah. you know and understanding where your clothing is coming from understanding where your fabrics are coming from how it's being made it's just being conscious mm. you know it's a pretty for me it's a pretty simple definition it's there's a lot to it, but it's pretty simple for me. Yeah, yeah. So could you please um, go a little bit deeper when it comes to sustainability in your company? Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, for example, sourcing material? Yes. That's the starting point, right? We, yes. we are at Première Vision. We are, yeah, everybody absolutely. is sourcing the, the material. What do you start with? Yeah. So for me, we are a text, textile-based company. So the textiles are very important to mm. me. 
Um, so for me, it's always starting to see like where the textiles are being made, how they're being made, how they're being farmed. Is it organic cotton? Is it conventional cotton? Is yeah. it a recycled fiber? Is it a pure fiber? Um, so it's just really asking these the mills a lot of questions mm. and kind of asking them to vet how these textiles are being made. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what what is a no go and what is a go for you? Um, it really depends. You know, I, I never like to cancel anyone out. You know, mm -hmm. it just might not be right for me. I I just need transparency when I'm talking to a mill. Even, you know, it's kind of almost like a food label. Yeah. Like if you're not buying something that's organic, you want to know what goes into it. You just want to know what's in the fabric. Yeah. So for me, if I kind of am talking to a mill that can't tell me where their fabrics are coming from, how they're being produced, then that's a no-go for me. Okay. There's just, there's no point. Okay. You know, I, I need to be able to vet for the fabric because it's mm. in the line. So even if it's not necessarily the healthiest fabric, I still need to know how it's being made, who's producing it, where is it coming from. Yeah. So that's kind of, um, for me, where I draw the line. Yeah. And, and do you sometimes go on site and visit the mail? Um, not as much as I'd like to because we're such a small team. Mm. You know, we do work. That, that's where the cert certifications come into handy. Yeah. If they've been audited and just yeah. like really like if they have the right information. Okay. So it, it's a lot of work in that sense because you have to really vet all of them. Mm. But um, which, yeah. um, and, and which certification? Because when you are a young designer, you're yeah. not a young designer anymore, but yeah. uh, you're still young. Uh, you know, giving advice to young designer who are listening to us where did you start what do you start with when it comes to sustainability um when it comes to certification uh, yeah maybe? well there's a certification like the got certification that mm -hmm. is the most common one mm -hmm. um but then you also run into not issues but you'll start it's really just communicating with your mills because yeah. some of those mills will tell you like the sort of certifications are very expensive okay. to do per yeah. fabric yeah so some of them might not be able to afford Forward, yeah. yeah. So it's more just that conversation with the mill, you know, and kind of seeing the paperwork. And mm. you know, we have a a fabric sheet that they have to fill out. Like this is what it's made of. This mm. is like where it's coming from. You know, so it's it, you have to have trust in them. Mm. But you kind of know when they're bullshitting you and when <laughs> when it's not. You know, of when course. you can't really get an yeah. answer, and they're yeah. just like, it's organic, and you're like, but like, what does that mean? And yeah. where is it coming from? And um. And it's also really like working with them to make changes. Like we had one mill mm. that we do um, like thread embroidery on mm. and we always do it on a cotton and we wanted to make sure that it's done on an organic cotton that's traceable and the fabric that they were providing, they couldn't give us where they couldn't give us the answer of where it was coming from. And so instead of being like, you know, we're not going to work with you, what we did is we sourced a fabric that we were comfortable with that was certified organic. We knew exactly where it was coming from, how it was traced. Mm. And we sent them that fabric to do the thread embroidery on. Mm. So I think it's also working with them mm. to make the changes. It's not completely shutting them out, you know, because everyone's trying to make a change and they're yeah. trying to understand and we have to teach each other. Yeah. Um, but for a company that's like starting out and wants to know what to do, I think, you know, I think when, when I was thinking about how we could be more conscious and, and really push, mm to change our company. I talked to um, someone who's really mentored me in this, in this phase of my career, Julie Gilhart. Mm. And I said, Julie, like how, like what changes do I make? And she just looked at me and she's like, just do something. And I think that was a really powerful statement because that's exactly what I did, you know? And it was like a small change. Like I, I'm a big sketcher. I sketch a lot. Mm. 
and I saw that I was sketching over 3,000 sketches in each collection, you know, on paper. And I really wanted to figure out how I could reduce the paper waste. So I, I started sketching on the iPad, and I taught myself how to sketch on the iPad with a, a program called Procreate. And that saved thousands of pieces of paper now per year. So just like making these like yeah. small, you know, and just like putting a recycling bin in your office. Yeah. Like those little things all of a sudden mm. then become bigger, mm. bigger actions. Mm. So I think there's this, there's this pressure from a lot of people in the industry, um, you know, that's like you have to completely change your company and it's like just make small changes, start small and it'll naturally yeah. grow from there. Yeah. What else do you do uh, when it comes to sustainability? Uh, a thing I would like to talk about is um, is animal welfare as well. Um, do you make choice uh, taking into account this? So, I think that's a very personal choice. Yeah, you know, like I'm never here to preach to someone to tell them what they should do. Yeah, um, I'm very, you know, I have friends who do work with animal products, mm -hmm. and I don't judge them for that. Yeah, you know, the th only thing I would say it's like what I say with every every material just like make sure it's being sourced in the best way possible which yeah. i know that's a very controversial thing when it it comes to animal wel welfare yeah. but yeah. there are ways to make sure it's being well made um, yeah. well made um we personally did used to work with fur and then for personal reasons we stopped yeah but that didn't mean to go use faux fur because yeah. faux fur is worse on the environment mm. you know um and then you know it, it's something that i'm learning about and trying to figure out what the right move for me is and i'm okay saying that you know i think it's important to like give yourself time to figure out where you stand on on these situations like we stopped using leather and we were using i want to say quote unquote vegan leather yeah you know and then we tried using ones that were like recycled polyester and mm. you know doing research from it i felt like it still wasn't the right move because it wasn't um it, it just it didn't feel like it was making the right impact Um, a positive impact on the environment. So we stopped using that. And I, I'm kind of in limbo with with those materials, with leather, mm. vegan leathers, because I'm not really sure. It's the right way to go. It's the right way. So I, I took a pause on it, Yeah, which I think is important because I, I don't want, you know, and I might, you know, I, I was going to go see a talk on leather um, at PV because I think I really want to educate myself more on it. Yeah. You know, but I think it's okay to sometimes be like, I need to learn more. Yeah. And take a step back, yeah. and yeah. And by the way, this is a this is a good point you are mm -hmm. making now. Where do you where do you look at to 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 know more about sustainability? Yeah. Uh, what what are the source? So I was very lucky to be a part of um, a program with the CFDA in Lexis, yeah. which was kind of this nine month rigorous course on how to like transform your company. Yeah. You know, we had all these mentors. Um, even went to the UN to talk about sustainability and really learned a lot about it and um, kind of did case studies on our own business on how we could transform our our business. It was an insane amount of work. Wow. But I was so proud of it because it really helped us transform our company. Yeah. And what yeah. did you do to transform your company? For oh, God, example? there's so much. So um, <laughs> there's kind of two, there was two yeah. parts to it. The first yeah. was how we were sourcing our materials. Yeah. You know? So the way that we were vetting our factories that we work with, because everything's made in New York, mm. seeing who's making our clothes, we put that same um, rigor into how our fabrics were being sourced. So it's kind of what we were talking about, changing the dialogue with our mills, understanding where it's coming from, 
you know, making small steps from like conventional cotton to organic cotton, Mm. Um, you know, making these small changes that then, you know, now we work with a lot of brands that like, like Eco Nile that Mm. um, does recycled and regenerated nylon that they take fishing nets and make new fabrics from. So that's how we kind of approached um, the sourcing Mm. and kind of having a five-year plan on, you know, certain fabrics that maybe weren't, didn't have the best impact Mm. on the environment Mm. and how, okay, we can't get rid of them at this moment because our customer really likes them. So we're going to keep researching and while we find that out, then ease them out of the collection. Mm. Um, And then something that we were very passionate about was understanding the waste that we were creating Mm. from production and how we could solve that solution. Because there's a lot we learned, you know, in just one dress that we were producing, we saw we, you know, they cut the dress and I guess there's a little lesson for people who don't know how production works. So you have the pattern piece, you put on the fabric and you cut the dress out. Yeah. Then you have a lot of waste, waste. Yeah. because it's not all used for that dress and you can't really cut a sleeve or anything out of it. So you end up throwing it away mm. and it's not only goes into landfill, it's also money you're throwing away. Mm. So we started looking at that and seeing opportunity. We're like, okay, let's now implement these new systems in our factories they all have bins when they cut our production all the scraps go into the bins and we collect them and they come back to the studio and then with that we create new fabrics and products out of the waste Mm. which i don't even call waste anymore it's like more of like an opportunity yeah so you kind of stop it from going into landfill but from the business perspective you also are saving money yeah because you're not throwing away your money so and that's what we launched our direct and consumer business off of was you know, which is called the studio on our website, JonathanCohnStudio.com. Mm. And we create these kind of one of a kind, unique runs of um, our production waste. Cool. Um, so it's also, and some people may not know this, when you order fabric for production, the mill, let's say you order, just like to give a small number, 50 meters, and they might produce 70, and mm. you don't need the 20. So you'd just be sitting on it, or you'd sell it to someone. Or whatever. So now what we do is we make new products out of it mm. and sell on our website. So it's these like unique pieces, one of a kind mm. and small runs. So it's very special. Um, so that's kind of how we took on the idea of um, waste and how to reduce that. Excellent. Yeah. It's been, it's been incredible and super creative and really like liberating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another point that is very, very important is the business model. You were talking about uh, direct-to-consumer. Uh, you are a wholesale brand? You are, you yeah, are, wholesale. Yeah, yeah wholesale yeah. and direct-to-consumer on the studio.com. Yes, uh, exactly. And that's, okay. that's the like um, upcycled pieces. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to collection, you told you said from the very beginning you wanted to do only two collections a year. Yes. Um, plus the capsule now uh, yes. with a leftover. Um, well, according to you, what is what should the, f- the fashion industry do um, to accelerate its fashion revolution? I think it's very individual to each company. So it's like mm. you know we kind of looked inward and saw this is the best the best that we could do at our company, and this is where we saw a problem and we wanted to fix it. Mm. So I feel like every company kind of needs to do that, kind of look at what they're doing, see how they're approaching production, see how they're sourcing, and then mm. see how they can make it better. Does that, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, cause we're a very different company than like Azara, mm. you know? So it's like, which is very important. Cause like, and I think this is something I talk about a lot, you know, we're a luxury brand. We have high price points. So it's easy, us, easy for us to make 
these changes in the sense like organic mm. cotton, mm. still kind of the same price as like conventional cotton, mm. you know, so we're very like privileged in that sense that it's an easy move for us. But I think where you see the biggest problem is, you know, not everyone can afford a luxury item. So I think the biggest issue that I didn't even, you know, people have to figure out how to tackle is, you know, the, the people who can't afford that. And how do we make those products, um, sustainable but affordable for them mm. so that's where i see the biggest issue right now yeah yeah do you have any solution for that <laughs> i'm thinking about it and I, there are people doing yeah. amazing things mm. like i think public school started a v8 program um that supplies blanks that are um organic and recycled mm. and out of recycled materials and they you know the blanks are like kind of like concert t-shirts you know yeah. like someone provides the t-shirts and they print on them so they kind of started the supply chain that's anybody like I could buy into it. Any company could buy into. So I think that's like some, they're doing something I think is really incredible and could mm -hmm. really start to change that. What are the KPIs you are monitoring all the time? Well, when you've got some time, what are the KPIs you are looking at to, to see your evolution, your progress when it comes to sustainability, of course? Um, well, I think it's, it's a mix of things because we're, we're always like kind of calculating our waste and seeing like how much is coming back. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's really that just like, you know, looking at our production and seeing how that yeah. that's going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is the future of your company when it comes to sustainability, according to you? Well, I think we've created a system in place now that yeah. that's really helping the company that any action we take, we look mm. back at it like, at our case study and yeah. what we've done and that has to fit into it. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, we have like these standards now that it's like, we don't compromise. Yeah. So I think it's just embedded so much into the lifestyle of the company that like, that's just, you know, the where we're going. Is, and then yeah. it's also like just waiting for technology to, mm. to keep up, yeah. you know, or to catch up, yeah. you know, cause they're doing, you know, everyone's doing, or a lot of people are doing really amazing things, but it's like still, you know, like the leather issue, you know, they're trying vegetable leathers and they're not like, they don't feel the best and they don't look the best, but they're making great progress on them. So it's like waiting for technology to catch up to that. Um, so in that sense, you know, it's being patient mm -hmm. and then also just making the changes that you can make immediately mm -mm -mm. and working with each other. I think of that's, course. that's the most important sharing. thing. Yeah. Sharing your information. Like we have so many mm -hmm. companies that come to us now and asking, how do we start? And we sit down with them and we talk to them. It's not this competitive thing where you hold close to your, to yourself and you don't like release information. This is a problem that everyone kind of has to come together and mm. fix. It's not about like an individual. So like we all need to be sharing information mm. and helping one another, not to sound like too kumbaya, but kind of is like that, you mm. know? Mm. Mm. <laughs> all right. Let's move to the quick rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, what did you want to close the door in our industry? Close the door. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I have to think of that one. I mean, I've been, off the top of my head, you know, I just, I think it's what I was saying, that sense of community and people like really coming together to help each other yeah. versus being this kind of catty competitive, mm. which I think there's part of that in the industry, but there's also this really amazing community that wants to help each other. So I think that's, I, I just like to see more of that mm. and it's there, but you know, I think the more we can do that, the more successful everyone will be. Where do you look at to get inspired? Oh, gosh. I mean, it comes, you know, I have a very cinematic mind. Yeah. Um, when I start a collection, I kind of storyboard it like a movie. Yeah. So it can really, like, my 
I'm interested in telling stories, mm. you know? So that's how I've always started a collection. That's what inspires me. So it really can be from anything, mm. you know? Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the last piece of clothes you bought? Um, I'm actually wearing a, a peer of mine, Bodhi. Bodhi. Yeah. I, I love what she does. And we were in the fashion fund together and she's great. And so I buy a lot of her pieces Um, and Bode, yeah, Bode, yeah, 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 yeah. Bode. In so, French, we say Bode. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's so it's cool. Bode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's someone who I love, and I think what she's doing is amazing. And then I also, because now part of the upcycling in our yeah. company, we do men's t-shirts. Mm. So I wear a lot of my own stuff now. But I try to support, you know, merging brands and mm. my peers like Bode. Um, I I wear Pierre Moss, mm. who's also was in the fashion fund with us, and recently a lot of Reese Cooper. So mm. it's really supporting emerging designers. Great. Yeah. Uh, who is the personality you would like to listen to in this podcast? Ooh, um, 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 um. <laughs> Gosh. I'd love to see how Albert Albaz is doing. You know, I feel like I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard from him in a while. And I think he's, he was one of, he's one of my heroes. I know he's doing amazing things, but I just, I haven't heard an interview with him in a while. Okay. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah. your time. All the best for the future and uh, all the best for sustainability in fashion right yeah of course yeah. and thank you for doing this <laughs> take care yeah. bye bye thanks thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end if you want to support this initiative subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow just click on the subscribe button rate it five stars and leave us a comment on apple podcast and don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. 